Yes, beautiful fire ready. Oh, ho, ho, because people, we are gonna bring down the last UFC card of the year. UFC and ESPN plus 57. Derek Lewis clashes with the rising heavyweight phenom Chris Lucas. So, hey, all team fights, this is looking crazy. So let's get into the challenge. Okay, people. So, hey, it's that time, right, for the last UFC card of the year. So, um, Saturday night sees us with UFC, UFC on ESPN Plus 57, Derek Lewis v. Chris Dulcus in the main event. Oh, how about that, right? How about that? On the poster, it says it all, 31 knockouts combined. Kind of crazy, kind of crazy. So there is 14 fights on the card, um, which gives us, ooh, I'm trying to work this shit out. Uh, I think that's, um, yeah, there's six on the main card, which then gives us eight fights on the prelims. I feel that's correct. Yeah, I think that's correct. <laughs> and yo, these are good prelims, people. These really are, you know. Uh, a lot of really well put together fights and when you look at it there's a lot of fighters in a similar situation you know similar situation which does make for just a lot of intrigue there's people that want to redeem themselves that want to put themselves in a good situation Maybe some fighting for their contracts. This is fun as hell. And we've got, uh, yeah, we've got one debut. One, U one UFC debut on this card. And it's taking place in the prelims. You know what I mean? So, hey, that's all great. Right? So, when you look at the prelims, Man, there's, as I said, look, we've got some fun shit. We've got some fun shit here. I think, right? I, I, I think, um, oh, the Marshot Stofus fight is going to be great, right? And I, I think the, so that's the last fight and the opening fight, Matt Sales against Jordan Ledet. I think this is an interesting one because they're both coming off losses. You know what I mean? They're both coming off losses in this fight. They both came via the contender series and both looked really good on that. You know, the, the, the big difference being, um, you know, Sales, he lost his debut. Lost his debut to Shaman Moraz. You know, won his next fight. And then he lost to Bryce, Bryce Mitchell via Twister. 
It's Bryce Mitchell, though. <laughs> you know what I mean? But that fight... Oh, no, actually, that wasn't his... Yeah, no, that was his last fight, right? That fight was December 2019. So he's been out two years. You know what I mean? He's been out two years, which is... Uh, it's, a, it's a while, right? It's a while. Um... So there is that. His overall record is eight and three. And then you have got Ledet, Levet, even Levit, who is similar record, eight and one. Um now he again he looks sensational on the contender. One his UFC debut against Matt Wyman with that just crazy slam. Crazy slam. But then in his next fight, I think it's fair to say, Levet, he looked a little lethargic. You know, it just didn't look like it was there. So, yeah, I think both will want to come out and really let everyone know what the fuck is going down. You know what I mean? Just, uh, yeah, let people know. Listen, hey, don't judge me by my last fight, man. Don't judge me by my last fight. You know what I mean? I'm better than that. I'm I'm here to, you know what I mean, say something. Now, I think one of the big differences is the reach. Right? So um sales as a six, 67 and a half, while Levette 71 inch reach. So I, I think with that. And that just weird style of his, you know, I feel, um, yeah, I, I feel Levet, that that's his fight. I, I think he's going to uh, take that one. It's interesting, you know, like our next fight, heavyweight clash, I think it's the... Yeah, I think we've got um, what three heavyweight fights. So it's our first of three, you know. Uh, two on the prelims, two. Um, this one's an interesting one, right? Because both, both fighters are coming off wins, you know what I mean? Both, <laughs> funny enough beat Rock Martin in their last fights. But both wasn't crazy impressive. You know what I'm saying? But they both shown potential. They both shown a lot of potential to be good. Right? To, to you know, maybe do something in this division. So I, I, I think that's the big thing. And again, both came via the contender series with good wins, you know? So I think that's the thing with this fight. I think, I think I'm going to say Martin. I think I'm going to say Martin just because I, I think Parisian... His gas tank. Oh, like it looked terrible in that um 
the the port the porter fight, and then it wasn't that much better in the Martin fight, which was interesting because I would have thought, oh, that's something you're definitely working hard on, but it didn't look great. Now, obviously, there could have been many factors, you know, but if he doesn't improve that, I think Dontel. I think he might have a few more weapons, you know, so I think there's the potential for him to maybe wear Parisian out early and do his thing. But then Mays needs to have his cardio because he can gas too, you know, so this one, hey, it's whoever looks better with the weight cut, right? Whoever did it better. Whoever comes in the most conditioned is taking that fight. You know, so um, another well-matched one, both on two fight win streaks, it is Raquel Pennington and Macy Shazang. Uh, so this is at Featherweight, right? Which, hey, it's not the hugest of divisions. So a very good victory here could get you, um, you know, a, a, a crack at the belt, maybe. Now, although it's not going to be soon, you know, after what went down last weekend, Nunes' next fight most likely is going to be that rematch against Pena. So, but this one still... Both will want to make it some sort of statement to want to show that they're still a threat and to look decisive as well. Because, you know, I, I think I think Pennington would probably say that, you know, her last two wins weren't exactly decisive. And Shazane. Again, you know, they both have wins over Marion Renault, but both, they, they, they haven't looked like their old selves, let's just say. You know what I mean? So there is that. But I think, one, again, a, a big factor in this is the reach, right? So Pennington, 67 and a half. Shazane, 72, 72 inches, which is kind of crazy. Uh, Shazane's the younger of the two by three years, but Pennington has the most experience out of the two. But yeah, I, I think Shazane, I think we've seen a lot of potential there, especially how she burst on through the Ultimate Warrior. So I'm gonna say Shazane um, Macy for the win but yeah it, it's a great fight you know then we got uh, you know Charles Jordan against Adrian Yule right again another good one both coming off losses um, yeah Jordan coming off one Yule coming off two Right. Also, um, both stopped in their last fight. Jordan by a submission, Yule by punches. Okay, so both are going to come in here 
wanting to like really make a make a statement and show, hey, I ain't done. I ain't done. I'm still a threat at this weight class. You know what I mean? And also, hey, the bantamweight division is just insane right now. Um, actually, no, they're at featherweight. They're right at featherweight. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Because, yeah, I feel that, um, yeah, we last saw you, I think we last saw you at Bantamweight. So, um, hmm. But, yeah, no. Uh, yeah, both will be wanting to make statements. You know what I mean? Just get back on the winning path. And, again, yo, when you look at that reach, Jordan, 69, Yule, 75. 75. Now, he doesn't always work behind that jab. Doesn't always work behind that jab. But, like, we have definitely seen Andrew Yule look good. And I think, he, yeah, he's going to be desperate because, hey, if he loses, that's three in a row. And he, you know what I mean? There's the potential of getting cut, right? So, hey, I think Andrew Yule, Andre Yule even, Andrew, Andre Yule is going to be on a mission. And I think he's going to pull it out. I think he's going to save his, his career Get back on track. Uh, we then drop down to the flyweights. Our, um, yeah, second of three women's fight on the card. We got Sijara Eubanks against a Melissa Gatto. And, um, yeah, Eubanks, hey, she's back on the winning path, right? Got that win against Alessi Reed. In her last fight, first round stoppage as well. You know, but Gatto, right? She made her debut UFC 265 on another Lewis card, right? And boy, broke Victoria Leonardo's arm. You know what I mean, she had a great debut. I mean, she really did. Just whew, she was in. Impressive. She's not tasted defeat yet, you know, not tasted defeat, and she's, yeah, she's been putting it on people, she's been putting it on people, people, um, now, obviously, I mean, you could definitely say that Eubanks has fought the, the tougher opponents, but yeah, Ghetto is going to come in with that confidence, and I kind of feel there's been times when Eubanks, it's the confidence that has possibly let her down. So I'm going to say that Gatto, you know what I mean? I, I, I feel she's going to be riding that high and she's going to come in and just continue that winning streak, you know what I mean? So then we have our next heavyweight clash, Justin Taffer against Harry Hunshaka. Interesting thing with this one, both have losses to Jared Banderara, right? And um, yeah, both coming off losses. 
You know, Hansaka, he's coming off one loss, his UFC debut. Taffa, he's coming off a, a, a couple of um, losses after the very nice win over Juan Adams. So, yeah, I mean, Taffa definitely needs to win. Hansaka, he, you know, he, he, he wants... He wants one, right? He he wants to um, show that, yeah, like, although it was a, a short notice fight that got him into the UFC, that he deserves to be there. He wants to show that. He wants to show that. But I, I think it's um, Taffer that's going to be the one walking away with the win here, you know, uh, yeah, I, I, I think uh, he's Oceana, um, you know, brethren, he got the win over Hunchdacker, and he wants to follow suit, so yeah, I'm saying Justin Taffer is able to write the ship with a win, uh, so then people, we go to Another bantamweight clash. We have Ronnie Barcelas against the debuting Victor Henry that has taken this on real short notice. Uh, so crazy Henry, you know, he, he, he's not short on experience. He is 21 and 5. Uh, Barcelas is 16 and 2. So Henry, he's got the most experience out of the two. You know, and although, right, although I probably would say that Barcelona has fought the tougher opponents, you know, especially with that win over Saeed Numagedov, right, um, it is probably... Yeah, he's got the most experience, but Henry, you know, he, he's been fighting over in Japan. So he's fought on cards in front of big crowds. So he, he's used to a atmosphere. He's used to that vibe. So although, you know, I mean, there are a potential for UFC jitters, I would say that Henry... He, he he might be more accustomed to the, the, the bigger stage, you know? Um, hey, he's well-versed with the submissions and the stoppages, right? He's got um, his fair share of subs and uh, knockouts, which uh, does make this interesting. It does make this interesting. There's uh, Barcelona's. You know, he he can do a submission, right? And he's got some TKOs himself. So, yeah, this is super interesting. I'm going to say Barcelona's just because Henry took it on short notice. I think it's going to be a fun friggin' fight. You know what I mean? I think it's really going to be fun. But... The fact that Barcelona has been able to have a full camp, 
um, and do all of that. I think that's gonna just get him this victory. And then our main event, our main event, right? We got uh, Gerald Morshaw against Dustin Stolfus, which interesting, real interesting. Um, Mershaw, two fight win streak, two fight win streak, and has really just uh, turned things around. You know, he, he's been on that two fight skid, huge, two huge knockouts, real quick ones as well, which definitely is gonna hurt your confidence. But then he comes back. And chokes out his next two opponents. Chokes them out. And especially in his last fight after, it looked like you know, he was getting handled in that first round. You know what I mean? So, Mershaw, he he's shown that, hey, he's not a joke, man. You know what I mean? Yeah, he, he had a rough patch, but he's not a joke. Uh, Stolfus, after, you know, a, a good fight in the Contender Series, he got that win. Um, yeah, he ran up against Carl Dukas and Rodfaldo Vieira. Two very tough opponents, right? Two very tough opponents. So it, it's, it's an interesting situation for him because he doesn't want to lose three in a row potentially getting cut, and also after coming into the UFC. Now, he looked good, but it was through an injury. But he did kind of force that injury. But you you don't want people thinking, ah, well, yeah, was it a fluke? Was it a fluke that you're here? So he's going to really, really want to be um, showing his thing. Now, He's had a twister, which, hey, not an easy thing to pull, right? That got him his contender series fight. So he can, he knows his way around a submission. You know, he, he, that's been the, the way he's really kind of ended fights. So that's what's going to make this interesting because Mershot, very good with the subs. Very good with the subs, you know? Um, they both lost their original comp opponents. So, yeah, it works out that they just were like, all right, let's just fight. Let's just fight, which I love that shit. So, yeah, I am, man, I'm super intrigued. I think kind of, I feel Merchot is going to have the confidence factor coming into this one. So I think I may give him the edge, but boy, it, it, it's going to be fun to see who out of the two um, can do that thing on the ground. You know what I mean? So, yeah, that's a fun fight and a nice way to bring us in to that main. Well, if you thought, you know what I mean, the prelims were good, then the main card. Yo, we have got just some killer matchups. Some really fun matchups. Some of these fights could be headliners of um, fight cards, fight nights, 
You know what I mean? Like Stephen Thompson, Bilal Muhammad. Definitely. You know, Darren Elkins, Cub Swanson. People. How fun is that? Amanda Lamos Angela Hill? <laughs> Yo. These are fun fights, people. And it opens up with that Darren Elkins, Cub Swanson fight at Featherweight. How fun is this one, right? The damage <laughs> on a two-fight win streak. You know, he beat Derek Minna, beat Eduardo Garari, right? Both finishes, one by submission, one by ground and pound, both late on as well, showing that Elkins, he, he really, you know what I mean? He, he, you need to finish him if you want to win a fight, right? You cannot count him out. And pulling those fights off after that four-fight losing streak, you know, which is frigging huge, right? He went on that tear. Elkins went on that six-fight win streak, which you were just like, yo. Then, man, it was just, you know, he, he hit that skid, and you're like, oh, no, what's, oh, is this it for Elkins? And then he comes back with these two frigging wins, uh, which is just crazy, crazy. He's 37, 37, and you've got to say, since... Elkins went to alpha male. He, he's just looked like a different animal, you know? And he's going up against the killer Cub Swanson, you know, who's just a year older, 38, been in the game just a crazy amount of time. I remember watching Cub on WEC, right? That's where I first came across Cub. Now he's coming off a loss in his uh, last one, which was just that, oh, he got caught with that Giga kick. You know what I mean? He went up against Giga Daisy. Oh, man, it was just brutal kick, brutal kick. After looking real good, man, he got went over Crone and then Pieta, right? So... Oh, man, he, he wants to show he can still do it. He does want to show he can still do it. And Cub can really dish it out, right? If you're going up a cat called the damage, Cub can dish out that damage. So that fight, God damn, that's a good fight. It's a good fight. And, man, it is... It's, it's a tough one to call, you know, but I feel, feel I'm going to go with Cub. feel I'm going to go with Cub. It, it, it's an interesting fight, but yeah, I'm going to say Cub gets it. We then jump up a weight class to a lightweight, 155. We got Diego Ferrer against uh, Matus Gamon, I feel. I, I feel that's what you say. I could well be wrong. So Ferreira, he's coming off a couple of losses, right? And I, I think one of the big ones for Ferreira is he's like, yo, I, I took 
I've taken fights on short notice, right? That's something he said recently that, yeah, that's it. He's, he's not taking any more short notice. He wants the full camp, do himself justice because he, he feels he can make a run at the belt, right? Um, and, you know what I mean? Like, he, he was winning that Gillespie fight. He was winning that Gillespie fight, right? I think Benil won that fight. I didn't really feel it was a split, but man, he was looking good in the Gillespie fight. But yeah, got caught in the second, man. Got caught in the second, which was huge, huge for Gillespie. But yeah, you, you know it's going to burn Pereira. And on the flip, right, Gamma, he's on a two-fight win streak. You know, he is, like, he came into the UFC just on, with such a rep, such a rep. He was really just doing his thing in KSW. Uh, but, yeah, he, he lost that split decision to Goman uh, Kutsadeis. Um, who, yeah, I, I kind of feel he won that fight. He because Gamal looked good, but he wasn't as busy, right? But I think that fight showed him a lot, showed him a lot. And then when he made his next debut on UFC on ABC two against Scotty Holtzman, whoo, he was busy. <laughs> and then he, 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 I mean, that's the second round. Then he's in the next fight, first round, a minute into the first round, stopping Jeremy Stevens with old, an old Kamora. So, hey, I think Gamont has been showing what that hype was. What that hype was, people. And I think he's going to continue that shit on Saturday night. Yeah, I, I think it's yeah going to continue Garmont with the win. So we then drop down to the bantamweight division. I think this is a big one. This is a big one. And I say it's a big one because, hey, both fighters, if they pull off a nice little win here, maybe they could be next for, um, you know, Sean O'Malley, right? Sean O'Malley is at number 13. And uh, Rafael Santal is the next man. He's 12, right? So that could, that could be a, you know, a nice step for O'Malley. Now, I think, I think right, O'Malley could fight higher. But the way things work and everything like that, it, as I said, look, if Asanso was to stop Simone, I would not be surprised if he didn't grab that microphone and call for Sean O'Malley. Because he knows, hey, firstly, that's going to be a big placement on a card fight for him. And it's going to give him a mad lot of, you know, coverage. And again, if Simons pulls off a huge win, then he's potentially taking that number 12 from a Sansao. And again, I see him calling for that fight, right? He's called for O'Malley in the past. So, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. So that's the same. This is, 
this fight has a lot of potential. They're playing for a lot here. Because neither are getting a title fight. You know what I mean? Neither are getting a title fight. So, yeah, it, it, may, it would make sense for them to try and go after that. The other big thing, Asuncao could be fighting for that contract because it's on a free fight losing streak. You know, he lost to... Um, no, he was doing good, right? Aljamain Sterling, Marlon Marais, Matthew Lopez, and Rob Font. Great names there. Great friggin' names. Lost the rematch to Marais. Um, and then lost to Corey Sanhagen. You know, then um, Cody Garbrandt, right? Two, st- two of those were stoppages. One sub, one knockout, right? Which are all high-class opponents, but you don't want to lose four in a row. Don't want to lose four in a row, especially when you're 39, right? And I say especially when you're 39 because, look, you're definitely coming towards the end of your career, Right? And your ability to make a title, all of those things are getting diminished. So it would make more sense to, if you lose four to get cut and, and free up that space for a younger cat hungry. You know what I mean? So there is that. And uh, Simone, right, he's on a free fight win streak. So he's real just jazzed. Real jazz, do you know what I mean? Beat Ray Borg, he beat um, or get Gatero Perello and Brian Kelleher look really good against Kelleher. Um, they both have Rob Font as a uh opponent. Um, Asanza won, Simone lost, but man, the way Rob Font has developed, come on. You know what I mean? Um, But yeah, I think Simone is just on that streak. He's been fighting, doing submission grappling, you know, submission underground, helping his brother, competed last week, right? Uh, So, yeah, there's a lot of that. You know, they they were tag team partners. I mean, Simone, he's coming in on a on a vibe, right? He's coming in on a vibe. And as, look, as I said, right, you've got um, a Sansa who is 39, right? He's 39. Simone, hey, he's 29. So I think that's the big difference, right? That's a big difference. And I feel it's the confidence. It, it's that speed. This, you know, I mean, we've seen Simone fight. He's like a fucking energizer. He's no Marab, but he will keep on going. Might be the mullet. Might be that power of the mullet. So, yeah, I'm taking Simone to get the win. So we then have our last ladies fight on the card. And this time we are in the... Sh- Draw? Yeah, 
Oh, man, I don't even know. I was like, oh, is this strawberry? Is that what you call it? Oh, I doubt. Why do I doubt myself, man? It's a, yeah, it's a strawberry fight. It's the featured fight on the night. Amanda Limos against Angela Overkill Hill. And yeah, Lemos, 10 1 and 1. Right on our four fight win streak. You know what I mean? Just hey, she she lost her debut to Leslie Smith. Right? That was man, 2017. But ever since then, right? That was her first loss. And she was like, nah, don't like it. <laughs> Right, don't like it. So fuck that. Ain't losing again. Yeah. And so um, yeah, she's just been on a tear. Beat Miranda Granger, uh, Mizuki Inoue, which I, I mean, that was a tough one. I, I think I had Inoue to win that one, but then she came back. Liviana Souza won that one, and Montserrat Ruiz. You know, out of those four wins, three of them stoppages, three of them stoppages, knockouts, well, no, one, one sub, two knockouts, impressive as fuck, impressive as fuck, and she likes to get things done early, those three finishes, all in the first round, all in the first round, right, so we last saw her in July, last saw her in July, Right now, Angela overkill Hill. You know what I mean? So um yeah, she's 13 and 10. So definitely more fights. Definitely more fights. More experience. You know, she fought on the ultimate fighter, all of that, right? Um, was part of that first string. Of uh, straw, it's coming into the giga game. You know, um, left the UFC, got cut, went to Invicta, became the champ, came back to the UFC. You know, um, and yeah, she like boom. Last year, she really was like, you know what? Put me in coach. And had some good fights. Had some good fights. One, two, lost two. Right? Though, I feel the Gedalia fight, she won that fight. And she won. That was a that was a tough one. That was a tough one. But I think it, you know, and she said it. The more she's in there, the more comfortable she is. But then we have seen her. Be a little flat at times. Like I think one of the things, although I feel she beat Gedalia, I think one of the big problems was was the takedowns. You know what I mean? And, and we've seen her struggle at times. And you know, Walderstone took her down. It's able to hold her down. And there's times when we've seen he'll be able to get up and look really good, and then there's times when she gets taken and she's just looks like she doesn't know what to do. So it's that. And I think there's other times in fights where she can't, for whatever reason, pick up that next gear. You know? And I think they're the things that have held her down. But when we've seen her look good, 
Oh man, we've seen it look good. Hannah Cypher, she looked great. Um, Lorna looked boomy. She looked sensational, you know? So we, and you kind of feel she beat um, Yan Janon, right? But yeah, it, it, it's just those inconsistencies at times, right? You, you still kind of feel that heel doesn't always put it all together. Where Lamont, she puts it all together. Right, and I, I think that's going to be the big difference here. Like Lamont, Lamont, Lamont. Hmm. Man, I was saying a name right, right? I was saying that name right. Ah, but yo, she's very complete. She's very complete, and she's not going to give you that moment of rest. And I think that's the thing here. I think, um, yeah, I think we're going to see her with the victory. It's going to be a fun one, though. Going to be a fun fight. Then our co-main event. Oh, Stephen, Wonderboy, Thomas. Thomas? Thompson against Bilal. Remember the name? Muhammad. I do hate the nickname. I think the bully is the better one. But, you know. But, yeah, that's our welterweight co-main event. And Stephen, Wonderboy, Thompson. He's 38, right? So you know that he understands. I need to I need to get on track, do my thing because I'm coming to the end. Now he looks great, right? He he shows good movement. He, he doesn't look like he is slowing down. But but right? Gilbert Burns was able to shut him down. And I think one of the big things in that fight, he he he, he said that, you know, Weidman, because Weidman's been injured, he wasn't able to get those wrestling rounds. Which I kind of feel, yeah, that's kind of fair. Though, I do feel that you've trained with Weidman a lot, so eh, surely you should know. You should still know. But I, 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 with this camp, he's been training with Wyman, so you would assume the takedown defense is going to be a lot better. And, you know, Muhammad, right, who is 33, so five years younger, and, uh, yeah, just less wear, right? He's, he's what, 19 free and won no contest. Where Wonder Boy is 16, 5, and 1, right? But I think the big thing with Wonder Boy, you then have to add on the kickboxing, right? So all of that, uh, the, the karate and all of that kind of business, you know what I mean? So there's he, he's more wear and tear. But I think one of the big things with this, right? Muhammad. He's on a five-fight win streak, you know? Um, looked really good against Damian Meyer in his last fight. But I, I would say one thing to look at with this, 
was the fact that Leon Edwards, I know that fight ended in a no contest with the eye poke, but Edwards was able to control him with the range. So to control him with the range. Now, who does range just so well? It's Wonderboy, man. It's Wonderboy. You know, and, and obviously it was just one round. So who knows what would have happened if you if you had been able to have got inside in the next four. But going from that, I, I just feel the way Wonder Boy can utilize that range, utilize those kicks, because yeah, Edwards didn't doesn't have the kicks that Wonder Boy does. So throw in those kicks, the movement. I think Wonder Boy. He starts his last hurrah, right? He, he, his final push for a title. I think we're going to see that Saturday night. And then our main event, our last of the heavyweight clashes, Derek Lewis against Chris Dulcus, man. And when you look at this fight, right, Derek Lewis, he's, I mean, he's been on that tear. Right, Blagger Inovov, Ilya Latifi, Alexi Olenik, Curtis Blades, killing it. Got himself a title shot. Well, it was an interim title. But then it, he just looked atrocious against Cyril Gain. And I'll say atrocious because even Derek Lewis feels he looked atrocious. You know what I mean? So I think anyone looking at this fight, would probably say it, it's, it's Chris Dawkins all the way, right? Although Dawkins, he's 12 and 3. He's 12 and 3. And, um, you know, Lewis is 25 and 8 on no contest. But Dawkins has looked so good. So good in his, uh, you know, his three UFC fights. Right? No, four UFC fights. I mean, they've got Olenek as a shared opponent. Um, both finished him. But, yeah, Dorcas has looked really good. You know, he's speed, everything like that. He is in this new class of heavyweights. When you look at him, you look at Tom Aspinall. Whoo! Problems, people. You know what I mean? Both are looking like problems. And so it's that speed, right? Cyril Gunn, he had that speed, which was a problem for Lewis. You know, he, he used that jab, that speed, and just worked Lewis. That's what happened, right? But... Here is the thing. Here's the thing with that. Now, the one big thing about Aspinall and Dorcas that I think we've seen, their guard sometimes can be a little lax, right? I mean, sometimes they're so confident in that speed, in that power, that the fundamentals, they can slip. Just a little, right? Not a lot, just a little. They can be a little reckless coming in. And they do get 
haunts, they do get caught. And I feel that's the big thing. That's the takeaway. That is our wild card. Because as I said, on paper, Dorcas takes the fight, right? It, it's his biggest, for sure, it's his biggest challenge right now. But on paper, he takes the fight. But what the fuck did Lewis do against Curtis play? He timed that take that. He timed that shot and landed that just bone-crunching uppercut. It's timing, people. Because Lewis, he's a big motherfucker, but we've seen his conditioning greatly improved. And he's doing jump kicks, head kicks, flying knees. Like, his cardio, he has worked on that cardio. You know, and, and that was a big thing when he first came in. He's like, I don't care about the title. Something changed, and we saw Lewis make those improvements, improve that cardio, right? Work, we've seen him work on that conditioning, and he's not going to be as fast as, you know, a Dorcas, but he's got that timing, that fight IQ. So when he's on, Derek Lewis is on. And if he times that shot, times that shot, look, look what happened against Volkov, right? He was losing that fight. He's losing that fight until <laughs> 11 seconds left in that third round. And he just timed that hook, timed it. So that's the thing with Lewis. He can be losing a fight, but he, he, he's he got that pinpoint timing. And I think that could be the thing here. That very well could be the thing. And maybe Dorcas is underestimating Lewis on the last performance. But yeah, I'm going to take Derek Lewis for the win. Now, as I said, look, on paper, Dorcas wins the fight. But it, it, it's just, I know, man. I, I I think Lewis just wants to redeem. I think he wants to redeem himself after the last one. And yeah, I'm going to say he pulls it out. I'm going to say, yeah, I, I feel Dorcas is probably going to be all over him. And then he just catches that well-time shot. Well-time shot. And pulls it off. But God damn it, people. It's going to be fun as hell. It's gonna be fun as hell, and I cannot wait. Well, 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 people, there you go. There you have it. It's all the points now. Let's just see if we're right. You know what I mean? Hey, remember, people, I said on the bedroom. You know what I mean? So, hey, I can do it. I can do it. Hey, you know, he didn't get paid you, right? But you know what I mean? But yeah, um, next week to recap everything. Uh, so yeah, people, see you then. Enjoy the fights and Hey, remember, there's combat you did to on Sunday. I will get an opportunity. Hey, we will see you. Oh, yeah.
Peace.